78. Is it? Yes, constantly abiding. 478. Oh. 
one more song before we have some announcements. Let's sing uh, 256. 256. It is well with my soul. 256. Oh 
Church. church is supposed to be where you kind of get your soul refreshed, you know what I mean? And so we're not gonna we're not gonna do things or try to do things that just appeal to your flesh, but things that appeal to helping your soul become restored. And so that's a good thing. Come to church and get your soul restored. Alright? Uh, and so Bible teaching, Bible preaching, and learning some things and fellowship, all that is part of restoring your soul. So your soul needs to be restored. Remember the batteries you used to have before that was uh, rechargeable batteries? Maybe they still sell them. But I got a charger, and I think I was in Costco, and those batteries that you could recharge, the batteries would wear down, and then after that, you they wouldn't work. So you put them back in the charger, and then they get recharged again. And then it's like brand new. And so that's what church is supposed to do for you. It's supposed to recharge your spiritual batteries. And so you get kind of wiped out by Friday, by Saturday, you want to just sleep all day long, and then hard to get up on Sunday, but then you get to church on Sunday, you're supposed to have your spiritual the part of you restored. So that's a good thing about church. All right. Okay. A um, couple of announcements here. Stan's birthday is Tuesday, and he had to go leave and go to sleep because he works at night. And so uh, we appreciate Stan. And then um, Crystal is doing very well with her new baby. And speaking of that, Crystal, if some of you ladies or anybody like to help with um, some meals for them, you're welcome to do that. Uh, we took over something to them the other week. I think the day after she came home. I forget what day it was. But if you want to, you can do it too. One, you can make something and get our address and take it over there. Or you can make something, we'll pick it up from you. Or we'll take it over there. Or you can give money so that we can make something for her and take it over there. Either way, I'm sure she would appreciate if you would help out with some meals. You should have seen, you should have seen our face. You should have seen our face. We, um, can I tell what you made, Brandon? All right, she made her, her, her deviled eggs. We asked what she wanted. She said, I want deviled eggs. Okay, so she made deviled eggs. And she made spaghetti. And you made uh, some beef stew. Crystal does not eat vegetables. It's against something. She says, I've never eaten vegetables in my life. I don't eat sauce. I don't eat carrots, potatoes. So we made big potatoes and carrots in there so she could pick them out. But the rest of them, they eat anything. And so we made that. Also, um, someone gave us a pie from Ted's. Ted's Bakery. Actually, they gave us two pies from Ted's Bakery. Chocolate Hopia. Two chocolate Hopias. So good. And uh, I wouldn't pay for it, but we give the second one to her. And so they were so happy to get some food, you know. And so uh, that lasted for maybe two days. So if you want to donate something, let us know. We'd be glad to work it out so that they can get something. Uh, Arb is a good cook, but not all the time. <laughs> I mean, hot dogs is only lasting for so long, you know what I mean? And so, anyway, that's up for you to do some. Uh, the 19th is Ladies Fellowship, is that right? 19th. And while they're having Ladies Fellowship, the guys will have our own thing here. So, we're going to bring some food on that day, gentlemen, while they have something going on over there. Because we got to eat too. Now, that's the time to make your hot dogs or whatever you want to make. Bring your favorite food. We'll share some of that. And while the ladies have the Ladies Fellowship. Okay, that's about it for the announcements. And, um, uh, I think you got special, right? We don't call specials anymore. It's just a song. Yeah, the song, yeah. You have a song. Yeah, you have a song. Okay. I think I'm gonna talk to Crystal. Maybe she's from our island. <coughs> our people grow up without vegetables. There's never there's no vegetable in our diet. Yeah. My first time to to put a, a tomato in my mouth was my first lunch in high school. But it's on the big island one day. And I got to puke. <laughs> didn't like this, I didn't even like the smell of it. How did they eat this thing? I got used to it and I love it. I love vegetables, yeah. 
And we're going to play a song, let us sing a song. So, probably some of you know, uh, I think some of you know the song. You would probably remember the word song that is Follow Me. <clears throat> Remind me of a circus monkey. <laughs> you, have, you just need some drums. <laughs> Tangerines. That's, that's a blessing. That's good. How do you do that? I don't know how you do that kind of stuff. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Continuing from this morning at 9.30. The word is discrimination. Discrimination. On the surface, it sounds like a bad word, discrimination, because only, the only thing people think about is uh, in a negative way. Let me, again, read from uh, my phone here. Discrimination, here's what it says. The first definition of discrimination, the unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people, especially on the grounds of ethnicity, age, sex, or disability. Quote, victims of racial discrimination. That's how they describe discrimination nowadays. But you know, that's a modern thing. It's a contemporary thing. It's a cultural thing. It's a shift thing. The real definition is number two. Recognition and understanding of the difference between one thing and another. 
quote, discrimination between right and wrong. Now that is what discrimination is. So don't let the word discrimination scare you off or intimidate you because discrimination is a good word. Uh, on the board here, discrimination, uh, it's very practical, it's common sense, it, it keeps us safe, it makes things, it makes life sane, it makes things logical. For example, if you were to say, what's two plus two, the answer is four. If somebody says, well, two plus two is 22, that doesn't make any sense. If you said there's no differences between this uh, math rules and math principles, and if you want to make it whatever you want to make it, it doesn't make any sense. When it comes to shapes, a triangle, a circle, or a square and a rectangle, uh, you cannot say that a square is a rectangle, a rectangle, uh, a triangle is a circle. It doesn't make any sense. If you say there's no distinctions, no differences, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's dangerous. So when it comes to the street lights, red, yellow, and green. If you say red is green and green is red, you are in big trouble. I'm gonna stay away from you because that is dangerous thinking. Distinction, discrimination, seeing differences is a good thing. When it comes to money, if you owe me $20 and you only pay me back a dollar, I say, where's my 19? Uh, I'm, you're gonna say, well, a dollar to me is like $20. No, it's not. Try that on your bank. Try that when you have a loan to pay back. Try that on your mortgage. Try that on your, on your rent. And you see what's gonna happen. They're gonna say, no, $500 is $500, it's not $50. You cannot say whatever's. You know, around the we say whatever's, whatever's. It cannot be whatever's when it comes to money. It is not like that at all. So you must see the differences, distinctions. And of course, when it comes to male and female, male and female, there is a male, there's a female, that's what God made us. We're biologically a man or a woman. And I gave the example this morning about this woman swimmer. Actually, he's a, she's a guy. Uh, he was on a men's swimming team, ranked in the 200s, uh, nationally. And then when he went to the Ivy League school and uh, competed on a girls' team, he, he, he won championships individually and as a team. And uh, yet he had, to, uh, he had to be allowed to go into the women's locker room as a man. And the women felt very uncomfortable because even though he identified as a woman, he's a man in a woman's locker room. He says there's no discrimination here, and the school is pressured to say, well, we cannot discriminate against him. He identifies as a woman, therefore, we must allow that to happen, which put everybody at a real uncomfortable, would you like to have your girls in a locker room, a girl's locker room, with a guy coming in and saying, I've got a right to be because I identify as a woman? That'll creep me out. That's bad stuff. It's illogical, it's not safe. And so there's discrimination to be exercised, when I go to shop from Wapit Costco, uh, would it be for uh, um, those horrible tomatoes yes. or, uh, or potatoes or, or uh, uh, fruit? I, I squish, I smell everything, and I knock on the watermelon or whatever it is to see if it's good or not. I really can't tell, but I, I'm discriminatory. I pick the best of the buns when I buy onions for her. She says, oh, look at the bag, see if this moist and see if, you know, press against the things and see if it, it goes in and all these kind of things. She wants me to be discriminatory, to see differences, and because not everything's the same, which is a healthy way to look at life. Not every car is the same. Not every house is built the same way. Not every contractor is the same. Not every mechanic is the same. Not every doctor is the same. There's good doctors and bad. Not every politician is the same. You have differences in this life. You're gonna to have to recognize differences. It's not wrong to see differences. Male and female, what's wrong with that? Uh, a man is stronger than a woman. That's just the way it is. It's not to say the woman is inferior. Now the Bible does call her the weaker vessel. She's weaker physically and in other aspects like that. Uh, so um, it's obvious. I don't have to demonstrate that a man is stronger than a woman. If we had an armistice contest, who would win, a man or a woman? Now a Samoan woman might win. <laughs> Some more women might win <laughs> because they're pretty strong. I see some women that some more men they look like, oh, leave me alone. I'm not going to offend you because you might stomp on me, King Kong, you know. But uh, but uh, you know the, um, the the truth is a man can carry more because of the, his physical makeup, his bones, his structure. Everything is bigger. It's meant that way. The woman is more petite and, and she's more frail. Not that she's inferior. She's just different. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and so. Distinctions, discrimination, seeing the differences is a healthy thing. Now in the Bible, in the Bible, you see, you see these things in the Bible. You see a group of people called the Jew, 
You see a group of people called the Gentiles, a group of people called the church. Now, these three are found in the Bible, and when you see the differences, when you read your Bible, you will say, okay, this verse is for them. This verse is for this. This verse is for me. And when you see those distinctions, you won't come out believing false things. Do you know that the Bible, the Bible is like this. It's like a sharp two-edged sword. And that sharp two-edged sword is a reference to the Roman sword that can cut going this way and cut on the backswing. Okay? And that thing will conquer the world. And that sword is like a sharp knife that will cut your finger off if you're not careful with that sword. Uh, I remember one time Joan's husband was working on the fish market downtown and he was cutting fish and he is so good at doing that but he got careless for just a split second and he, whoa, he went right like that. And so I got a quick phone call from Joan. She said, can you go get my husband because he... And so I went down real quick. I, don't, I think I was living in town at the time. And so I went down King Street, um, went down King Street to go get him to the fish at the fish market. <laughs> I see this guy on a bike, one hand like this, pedaling down the street like this. That was Ben, her husband. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. The guy is so independent, he just was going to go home and take care of himself. But that thing was so sharp. You gotta be careful with sharp tools. It'll cut you. It'll kill you. You bleed out if you're not careful. The Bible's like that. And this book is used a lot of times to teach false things if you're not careful with it. So the good book is a sharp book. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. You have to be careful how you handle it, meaning how you interpret it. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about interpreting the Bible the right way. And one of the key things is to notice the differences to be discriminatory. Uh, I did tell you earlier that uh, in the Bible you have God separating Israel from those in Canaan. God separating his people, the Jews, from the other people. God separating his people by rituals, by sacrificial systems, by traditions to be distinct from the heathen nations who have their own kind of pagan traditions and idol worship and so there's a separation between the Egyptians and the Hebrews from the Canaanites and from the Hebrews and so you have to see that there are differences in the Bible and there are differences for us to understand too now uh, we talked about male and female now in the spiritual world come to Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 uh, you might not want to you might just want to write down the references and look it up later on at least you get the references to check up when you do have some time. I need to go kind of fast, cover a lot of verses here. Galatians chapter 2, uh, chapter 3. Now, in the spiritual world, there are distinctions that you must recognize and not take everything, uh, perhaps literally, as it could be taken. And you can get into deep trouble or deep kimchi if you take things in the wrong way. Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3, and come to verse number 28. Uh, back up to verse 26. Galatians 3, 26. Here's what the Bible says. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, first of all, the discrimination that you see in verse 26, ye are all, well, whoever's reading this, for ye are all the children of God. Is that so? What's the qualification? If you stop at the word God in verse 26, for ye are all the children of God. If you put a period right there, you can assume that everybody's a child of God. But is that true? Nope. No, because it continues. Let's be discriminatory. For ye are all the children of God by faith. By faith in Christ Jesus. So right away we find a real distinction here. Everyone that is born is not a child of God. But everyone who puts their faith in Christ becomes a child of God. Can you see the distinction here, the difference here? Critical difference to see. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have, been, have put on Christ. Now when you see the word baptized, the first thing that comes to your mind is water baptism. Is that always true? Not always true. Baptism does refer to being put under literal water and coming out of literal water. 
Baptism means to go under, to be dumped, to be immersed. So when someone is saved and they get baptized, they get under the water, come out of the water. So when he talks about being baptized into Christ, it's not a water baptism. Because water baptism can never make anybody a Christian. The, the water itself, can, the, there's no magical power in the water. To be baptized in water, some say it's by sprinkling. Well, that's not the right way. Some say it's by putting a little oil on your head. That's not the right way. Baptism, by definition, is to go under, to be immersed in, into, to go down and come up. So to be baptized in water does not make you a Christian because there's nothing about the water that is sacred. The act of being baptized does not make you a Christian. How are you a Christian? Verse 26, ye are all the children of God by faith, not by water baptism. But watch verse number 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The baptism into Christ is to put you spiritually into, to immerse you into the, the spiritual body of Christ. So watch this. This here, the church is a spiritual entity or body. So the body of Christ is the church. The church is not, as we think of church, a physical place, but this is a spiritual body. This spiritual body we get put into by faith. And he says by we're baptized into the body of Christ. We're placed into it. So that's what that baptism is about. It's not about water baptism. So if a person thinks he is a Christian by being water baptized, let me let me do it like this. If people say, people say you must have faith, faith plus water baptism, that equals salvation. You know, that's not true. It is faith, period. That's all. It's just faith. It's nothing else that makes you a Christian. So that's what the verses are saying. We're being discriminatory. We're trying to see the truth, the differences from a wrong interpretation. Verse number 28. Now watch carefully. There is no, uh, neither, there's neither Jew nor Greek. But wait a minute. I just said that there's Jew, there's Greek or Gentile. But now he's saying in verse 28, watch carefully. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. But there is male and female. So what's going on here? For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. What's going on here? You see, you see making a literal statement that there's no Jew and Gentile. There is Jew and Gentile. The Old Testament is about God forming a people from Abraham called the Jew, the Hebrew. And that still is true. And there are Jews and Hebrews today, literal, physical, biological Jews of the seed of Abraham. They're still around. But then we also have another group called the body of Christ, the church. That's a spiritual body. We also have this group called Gentiles. They are non-Jewish biologically. So you have these two groups of people and then you have the church. Now watch what happens over here. I hope you're not getting kind of lost in the, the trail in the Grand Canyon, right? Um, in this body, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Here's what that means. In the spiritual body, you have a physical Jew in the body of Christ spiritually. Still a physical Jew, but spiritually he is a Christian. You have a Gentile, a non-Jew, he put his faith in Christ. He's a part of the body now. He's still a Gentile. He's not a Jew. He's Japanese. He's Chinese. He's Okinawan. He's Portuguese. He's not Hebrew. He's not Jew. But because he put his faith in Christ, he's in the church, the spiritual body. He's still that. He's still that. But now they're in here. So there's neither Jew nor Gentile in the body of Christ. So that's why we're all one spiritually. Okay? So you Hollies and you Filipinos, you glorious Chinese, you lowly Okinawans, <laughs> if you're saved, you are still what you are. You are what you are, biologically, physically. That's what you are. But you're being here now. You're in the spiritual body of Christ. You're a Christian. Amen. That's why he says there's neither Jew nor Gentile. But he also says in verse 28, to make the point, there's neither bond nor free. There's no slaves. 
but there were slaves over here in the first century. And there were free people, and there were people who were non-slaves. There's neither male nor female, but there are male and females. So you see, this is a spiritual statement. We must be discriminatory and see the differences in what the Bible is teaching. You're all one in Christ, Jesus. Spiritually, we're all one. That's it. Okay, now we're not equal. We're not equal. We're not equal. Everyone's different. You have gifts and abilities that others do not have. You're not equal. You're not the same, but you are the same. But you're different. You've been given different gifts, severely as you will in 1 Corinthians, but you're one in Christ, but you're different. You have gifts that others do not have, that God gives you, and they're to be used for the body of Christ's purposes. And, but you're not, you're, not, you're not the same, but you are. So it's kind of like an oxymoron in a way, but it makes a lot of sense for you rightly divide the Bible and you see the differences over here. Okay, so you are still what you are biologically, but the difference now is you're now a saved Caucasian, a saved Filipino in the body of Christ. You're still what you are, that hasn't changed. You're still a male, but you're a male Christian, you're a female Christian, and so on. That distinction is still there, but you want to note that the spiritual aspect is the more important part and you belong to Christ spiritually. Now come to 1 Peter chapter, 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. I want to give this verse earlier when it comes to male and female about um, the difference between male and female. 1 Peter 3 verse number 7. Let me go ahead and read the verse, 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. So a husband then is the, the, the male part of this relationship called marriage, and the wife is the female, and it says here, give honor unto the wife as unto the, the two words there is offensive to some people as unto the weaker vessel now God calls the woman the weaker vessel he calls the man he doesn't call the man the stronger vessel but it's assumed that he is the more physically stronger vessel and maybe in other aspects too but he is not the weaker vessel she is the weaker vessel and that's of offense to the world because they think everybody's equal there's no discrimination in your thinking but there is discrimination in your thinking according to the Bible I'm stronger than my wife. She's stronger in some ways than I am. But I'm stronger than her physically. Every time there's a rat or a mouse or a cockroach, she screams, what do I do? I come out in a white suit, the cape, with the ace right up here says hero, and I come and save the day or save the evening, and I get that roach or I get that gecko or something like that. And she naturally is repulsed by those kind of creatures. I don't care about that. I get afraid of dentists. That's my fear. She has no fear of dentists. She has no fear of doctors and procedures. Me, I feel everything. And so uh, I'm weak in that way. She's strong in that way. But physically, there's a big difference between us. And would you, would you guess that uh, as to who made us different? Would you guess as to who made us different? It's not the culture that made us different. It's not our upbringing that made us different. In the beginning, God made them male and female with the intent of the man being the protector of the woman and with the intent of the man being the one to answer the door to the knock at 3 o'clock in the morning to see what's going on. The only difference is that when the baby cries, when the baby cries at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know what the husband says? Honey, the baby's crying. Take care of it. And that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> so we're all different. We must notice the distinctions. I, I noticed that uh, I saw a video clip on YouTube, a 30-second one, of uh, a guy who thought she would, a guy who claimed to be a woman, she got on a, men, on a woman's volleyball team. There's a picture of her spiking the ball from the left side of the net. This guy jumped, this guy jumped up on a girl's team, and she, he spiked the ball with such force that the girl back there could not, the, the blocker, she couldn't even touch the ball, and the, the girl back here, she was in this position, and the ball came so hard, hit her down, hit her net, and knocked her backwards. And these three sports guys who looked at this said, oh, man, that is so wrong. Because the girl got knocked back on her. She got hit right in her face, right here in the forehead. 
and the guy, you know, he, the girl, whatever. This was so unfair because the guy's much stronger than a girl. And I tell you, I never forget in nineteen seventies when they had when all this maybe began in ABC Sports. They had this uh, all-star baseball player, football players, and other other people from different um, sports competing against each other. And it was a, it was a co-ed thing around a track, a football field track. It was a bike race on ten-speed bikes. You know what they did? They wanted to prove that women could be as good as men. But you know how they made it more fair? The men could only use low gear. The women had every gear available to them. And the announcer blurted it out without thinking. Okay, Reggie Jackson, Yankees all-star guy. He had bike. He had only one, two, three gears like that because it made it more even for the women. Even then, 20 plus years ago, they're trying to get this thing in motion. A uh, little pun there. Bicycle in motion. That's too deep, I think. They were trying to prove that women are equal to men. Listen, just because we're different doesn't mean we're inferior. So never never make the mistake to think that because we're different, someone is inferior from us. It's not true. But I know one thing. It'll always be when a, when a man sees a woman with a flat tire, he wants to stop and help her out or call 911 or help get somebody to come over there, you know. But we always want to be the ones to help do the heavy lifting. Isn't that true for guys? That's how we are. That's how it's supposed to be. And when there's a little tending of a wound, who, who is the more compassionate one? It's the mother, it's the woman, it's the, it's the wife kind of thing. That's how it always is. And so we are all we are all different as far as we can understand it from the Bible, and it is true practically. And so when it comes to the body of Christ, we are in it spiritually, and we are still biologically what we are. Male Christian, female Christian, by ethnicity, it doesn't matter. We're all one in Christ spiritually, and that's what you want to understand. And so, come over to First Timothy chapter four to emphasize the point that we're not born Christians; that we're not becoming a Christian by water baptism or other religious means. First Timothy chapter four. Now, there is a distinction between. creature of God and a child of God. Alright? A creature of God and a child of God. Now, that is a creature of God. Alright? Everyone's a creature of God by birth. By creation, we are creatures of God. Well, watch carefully how there is discrimination and how the Apostle Paul makes it real clear that there's a certain way that we become a child of God. What did I say, 1 Timothy 4.10? 1 Timothy 4.10. For therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men. Okay, if we stop there, like the other verse in First uh, in Galatians or First Peter, it appears to say we're all children of God. Blanket statement. But it continues with this comma. Who is the Savior of all men, comma, especially of those that do something? Believe. So, Believing or faith is what makes a person a child of God. So we're all we're all creatures of God. We're made, we're created by God. This is called creation. From the dust of the earth. And then, but we become child of God by faith. So that is what puts us into the body of Christ. Puts us into a spiritual relationship with Christ by being, by having faith to trust in Him. So that's the big difference here. It's discrimination. If you said, well, you're born in a Christian country, therefore you're a Christian. Or you're born in Rome, therefore you're born a Christian. No, 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 not at all. You must be born again, a spiritual second birth. And when that happens, that's when you become a Christian. So there's a distinction there between a creature of God and a child of God. 
Now, the saying that people have had for many, many decades is the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man. Now, around here we say, hey, brother, hey, brother, hey, brother, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro. Okay, well, you know, uh, hey, bro, hey, bro. Um, black people call each other, hey, bro, you're my brother. And then around here, locals say, hey, bro, hey, brother, hey, cuz, hey, cuz. And then I get called uncle. That's when you're old. You get called uncle when you're old. You made a special classification when people call you uncle. That's because they're looking up you in respect because you're older than they are. But if you're a peer, it's hey, bro. Hey, sis, you see. But really, it's just a, a, a term of, you know, friendship kind of thing. Um, but really, technically, you're not a bro. You're not a sis unless you've been born again. Now, Christians call each other brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, okay? Because there's a spiritual bond there in Christ. So that's what makes a person a Christian, faith in Christ, period. Not faith in Christ plus good works. So there's a distinction between a creature of God and a child of God. So the fatherhood of God, the brothers of man, is not true. God is everybody's father. No, 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 no. God is everyone's creator. But he's not everybody's father. He's your father by faith in Christ. But, 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 oh, they're so nice people. But that doesn't make someone a Christian because they're nice. There's a lot of nice people that are not Christians. Janice Lowell, Joan's mother, was so nice, very nice. She went to a church on the Pali Highway for many, many years. And uh, she was never born again. But when she put her faith in Christ and trusted in Christ, she was born again. She became a Christian by faith. And so this is how this all works out. Now, there is a right way of judging. And you come to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Write down this Bible reference, John chapter 7. You've heard the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. It's a good policy, actually, because sometimes a, a most boring book has a very exquisite cover, and sometimes a very exciting book has a very boring cover. Well, in John 7, verse number 24, here's what Jesus said about judging. Verse number 24. He says, judge not. Now, you can't stop there because it doesn't say judge not, never judge, never discriminate. Judge not. By the way, when you are discriminating, you are judging. You're making a judgment call on something. You've seen the differences. Oh, by the way, I saw this judge, uh, this old man of 80, I think he was 89 years old. He got a speeding ticket in a school zone. He's before this judge in New Jersey or Rhode Island. I think it's Rhode Island. He's before this judge, and this old man of, in his upper 80s was still driving, and the charge was he was speeding in a school zone. 25, he was going 30 or 40, whatever it was. And so... He was pleading his case before the judge. And the judge says, Now, sir, how fast were you going? I'll say he was going 45. Uh, he said, Judge, I don't know how fast I was going, but I wasn't going 45. He says, At my age, he gave his age. I don't drive fast anyway. I hardly drive at all. And he says, What were you doing going by the school? He says, I was taking my son to the doctor to get some medicine because I take him every two weeks. And he says, How old is your son? My son is 65. <laughs> And, the, and the, the old man says, Your Honor, I don't drive much. And when I do drive, I don't go fast. Believe me. And the judge says, So you're taking your son to the doctor to get some medicine for his cancer? He says, That's right, Your Honor. And the judge kind of looked back. He sat back and says, You know, you are a good man. At your age, you're still driving your car to take your son to the doctor. You take care of your son. That is what America is all about, he said. He says, Case dismissed. And he says, God bless you, sir. Take care when you drive. That's all. That judge exercised discernment, discrimination. He made a judgment call based on the circumstances, and he, he ruled based on that. He separated things from an ordinary speeder going through a speed zone from an old man taking his son to the doctor. Distinctions, differences, judgment. Now, Jesus said in verse 24, judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment. When you are discriminatory, you are saying, I'm not just looking at the surface. I'm looking at all the things that I can find. I'm gathering information. I'm evaluating the, the evidence, the facts of some matter, big or small. 
Then I will decide something. I will make a judgment call based upon what I'm understanding. And that's what you should do too in, in everyday life. And even when it comes to church or the Bible or religion, you should be discriminatory. Not all churches are the same. Not all religions are the same. People who use the Bible or churches who use the Bible, they may teach things that are wrong. You have to be discriminatory and evaluate what is being taught according to the Bible. So don't just, don't just oh, I like them because they're, they're so happy or they're so friendly or I like the music, I like the rap music, I like the contemporary, I like this. Don't, don't just because of what it makes you feel like, you see. It's got to be deeper than that. How do they treat the Bible? How do they teach the Bible? Do they believe in the literal interpretation of the Bible? Do they rightly divide the Bible? Are there four women pastors, women preachers? Do you know that Rick Warren used to be in the Southern Baptist Convention? He's a very prominent Southern Baptist. I read his first book when he came out 40 years ago. He came from seminaries to California to start a church of some kind. And he's got the, the second largest church in the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, but he has last year ordained women pastors. Now, ordaining women pastors, women preachers, that, that, that is either right or wrong. And so if you're discriminatory, you would say, well, what does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say about that? You would judge not by just the surface, the appearance of things. On the surface, you can say, well, what's wrong with Beth Moore teaching men? You on the surface must say, well, what's wrong with a pastor that's a woman? And this one, the co-pastor of this church now for uh, Saddleback Church, uh, the, pastor, the pastor, the male pastor says about his wife, who's a preacher pastor, <laughs> He says, she's a better preacher than I am. Kind of like, ha-ha, kind of joking-like. So she is allowed to preach over men. And everybody in the church seems to like it because it seems very reasonable on the surface. They're judging by, by surface judging. They're judging by the, the, the book, by the cover. Whereas what they should do is look at the Bible and see what the Bible says about women pastors and preachers. Right? Right. I'm glad you agree with me. Don't judge by appearance. Don't assume something just because it seems logical. A lot of things in life seems logical, and if you assume that, then you might think that's a good thing to do. What you should do is go to what the Bible is saying about something and then measure it by that. Let me draw a picture here. You see that? That is a, a string. And on the bottom is a weight. This is called a plumb bob. Francis, you know this, right? You hang this thing from a string on a two by four, and it hangs because of gravity. It comes down exactly, exactly, exactly. It comes and it hangs exactly 90 degrees. Exactly. Not almost 90 degrees. Not 89, not 92. Exactly 90 degrees. Exactly like that straight. And you measure things according to it. So you, you put this piece of wood up to it, and if, and if this is 90 degrees, and the line is up, the piece of wood is like that, you say, ah, oh, no, let's adjust it to that. Okay, 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 here we go, that's straight. Oh, no, 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 nah, it's off. What do you mean it's off? It's off according to the standard. It's off according to the plumb law. This is right. We measure everything by what is right. So when it comes to the issues of uh, women pastors or preachers and all that kind of thing, we discriminate and say, what does the plumb bob say? I hope you understand. What does it say? We measure things by this. That's how you discriminate. Discrimination is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay? Any questions so far? Okay, I have another point to give you. It's this. There's a difference between the church and Israel. I have another point. The difference between heaven and hell. Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. But I'm going to stop right there because it's kind of involved to talk about those other issues. But I want you to know today that there are differences in the Bible and differences in life. And you cannot blend them. You cannot make them according to what you think today that it should be right. We don't judge by appearance. We judge righteous judgment according to the scriptures. And we find out that a lot of things in our culture are wrong because it's, a, it's not according to that plumb line according to how God do you think that God actually knows better than you I mean really you think God knows better than people 
in politics? You think God knows better than experts? Than, than sociologists, anthropologists, and psychologists? And You think God knows better? Of course they do. Um, you think it's right for people to go and drag to teach and read to kids in public libraries? You think that's a good thing? You think it's okay for a parent to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you doing here to these elementary kids in the third grade, endorsing, promoting these these creatures dressed like this and promoting this kind of lifestyle, you see? And, and the people who complain, they get the ones that, they're the ones who get in trouble, not the ones who, you know, for complaining. Uh, things are very much backwards nowadays. It's because they don't have a standard to go by. And they are doing whatever they think they can do, what's good for them. They're going by feelings, and they're not discriminatory. The Christian and the, 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 the person who is discriminatory will always be the oddball. But that'd be the person that's always right. Because red means red, green means green. Square is square, triangle means triangle. Circle is not an oval, an oval is not a circle. One dollar is not twenty dollars. Stop means stop, go means go. Okay? And so you have these standards in life. You have standards that derive from the Bible, and they cannot be changed. A woman is a woman, a man is a man. And the day you think that it's not the, whatever you want to identify as, that's the day you are crazy. You're absolutely crazy, and you're, you're evil, and you are dangerous. You're dangerous. It says dangerous is um, saying that a, a rattlesnake is a, a good pet to have put in your nursery in, in, the, in the crib. It's as dangerous as that. All snakes are not the same. Some snakes are poisonous, some snakes are not. They just like to wrap around you and give you a good close fellowship, you know what I mean, and strangle you to death. They're different. And uh, you got to notice the differences in this life, okay? Alright, we'll stop there. And uh, I, I think some of us are kind of tired, so I'm tired too. All right? So let's, let's be fair and pray, alright? Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. Help us to See that it is for our good, and that the, uh, to be discriminate is a good thing. It's a good practice. It's a safe thing to see differences in life and see differences in the Bible. And not everything's the same, and we must notice the differences if we are to be sane and safe in scripture things and in practical things. Help us not to be caught up in this world. Help us not to believe what the news media says, what the reports say about a lot of things. And uh, Lord, there is there's order and there's no confusion in your way of thinking and doing things you made us the way you made us male and female and there's common sense to a lot of things that we must uh, comply with if we're to have a safe and a sane life so Lord help us as Christians most of all to not bind to the things that are popular I pray in Jesus name Amen